Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeesh. While searching for a marooned freighter, Riker and the away team find themselves navigating a matriarchal society. But when the marooned crew threatens to upset this world's natural order, a battle of the sexes becomes unavoidable. From January 23rd, 1988, it's Season 1, Episode 13, Angel 1, or... Wait, is this what women have to deal with? <laughs> oh, God. Well, <laughs> I'm Cam. <laughs> That's Dan. And we are the Math Generation. <laughs> Fun time too, weren't they, Dan? <laughs> you don't know. You weren't now, there. Granted, it was not as bad as I thought it would be, but oh, mama, there, there's so many questions. So many questions. I mean, they did do a couple of things right as far as their allegory, but it's just <laughs> the '80s were a rough time. Oh man, the the fashion in this episode is just next level mm -hmm. 80s like i i thought we were there when uh when they were on the the sexy time entirely blonde jogging planet but <laughs> no no oh, i was i was such a fool you were indeed <laughs> but yeah i mean the fact of the matter is it feels more like 1968 than 1988 at the end of the day especially since Riker literally plays he he takes on Kirk's role it's like he just all of a sudden is like look at me Look at me! One hundred percent. I mean, down to almost sleeping with the president of a yep. world. But we—I I was like, for all the talk about the prime directive. <laughs> all right. But sticking uh, your dick in it is not a violation I... of the prime directive, Dan. We've discussed this. <laughs> I for—I forgot that Starfleet officers reserve the right to quote stick it wherever. <laughs> Um, and that's for every Starfleet officer. Yar could stick it wherever, too. Good for her. <laughs> Starfleet is not in the business of regulating love. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, let's do this. Let's do it. On Stardate 41636.9... The Enterprise arrives at the planet Angel One, which is ruled by women. The ship is looking for survivors from the shipwrecked freighter Odin, seven plus years after having been evacuated. The freighter was missing three escape pods, and the only planet in range was Angel One. An away team consisting of Riker, Data, Yar, and Troy beam down to the surface. They attempt to negotiate with Beata, the elected one. <laughs> of the native inhabitants to let them search for the survivors. Time is of the essence, however, as the Enterprise must travel to a Federation outpost near the Romulan neutral zone. Whoa! Throwback Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be Ferengis and Rick Berman said, no, we're not fucking using them anymore. 
They're terrible. And Gene was like, but I said no Romulans. And he was like, I don't fucking care, Gene. The Ferengi fucking suck. <laughs> and that little bit of theater was brought to you by <laughs> Star Trek, The Writer's Room, 1988. <clears throat> Woo. Anyway, battle cruisers have been detected, so as soon as they resolve their investigation with the Odo survivor, Odin survivors, they have to get there. ASAP! Beata reveals that they are aware of the male survivors from the Odin, as they have caused disruption in their society and are considered fugitives. Beata requests Riker to stay with her, <laughs> and later that he order Troy, Data, and Yar to track down the survivors' camp and their leader, Ramsey, played by Sam Hennings who, for a second, I thought was <laughs> fucking MacGyver. <laughs> same! Same! For just a brief second, I thought he was MacGyver, and I thought Kate McGowan was in the next yeah. episode for just a second. <laughs> I was like... Having all kinds of 80s cross-contamination. I know, I, right? I was like, pulling out the stops. Oh, it's not him. Okay. While staying and dining with her. After some back and forth, Data concludes that Ramsey and the survivors of the Odin would have platinum with them because, uh, you know, records. Sure. And Angel One is naturally devoid of platinum because geology? Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Allowing the Enterprise to detect them. Meanwhile, Riker dresses in garb given to him for his dinner with Beata. Troy and Yar tease him for dressing in clothes that sexualize him and in some ways demean him. Ha ha. Look at you with your chest out. Ha ha. We do get to see both Riker and Picard nipples in this episode. We do. And the ample, ample chest yes. hair. The pectoral bush, as it were. <laughs> you are not mistaken. Back on the Enterprise, <laughs> it searches while in orbit around Angel 1 for the platinum. Wesley and a random dude go skiing on the holodeck and hit Picard with a snowball. Worf smells something, and suddenly Dr. Crusher is relieving Captain Picard of duty because most of the crew have fallen ill from flu or something. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Mm. It was so weird. Mm, something smells good. <laughs> no, it doesn't, Mr. Worf. And then every, I did love... Uh, sorry. No, no. Have to finish. I have to finish. Finish, Cameron. Get through it. Uh, so that leaves Lieutenant LaForge in command, which was awesome. Shortly after, they find Ramsey and transmit his location to the away team, who beam directly there. When confronted by Data, Yar, and Troy, Ramsey and his men, <laughs> you know, have started families there and don't really want to leave. They like being fugitives on the run. Jordy informs Yar of the medical situation on board and and that the Romulan ships have been detected moving near the neutral zone. Riker learns from Bayata that their societal structure has already been collapsing, but Ramsey and his men have served to accelerate its decline. Riker argues that it may just be the course of evolution taking place. On the Enterprise, systems are becoming harder to maintain with more crew succumbing to the virus. Geordi, after a friendly reminder from a giant sneezing wharf, really, uh, you know, remembers he is in command and that he must delegate tasks so he can stay on the bridge. Dr. Crusher finds that the virus is an airborne organism that produces a sweet smell to encourage inhalation, after which it becomes viral in the body. <sighs> Riker gets up to date with the situation and decides that while Ramsey and his group are at large and refusing to leave the planet, there is little they can do. Before they leave, uh, before they find one of Beata's assistants, Ariel has married Ramsey 
and was followed by Beata's guards to their camp, where they arrested the survivors and their families. The away team attempts to explain to Beata the reason for Ramsay's refusal to leave. Beata and her council reject his reasonings and threaten to execute them the following day. After failing to convince Ramsay that his group should leave with them, Wrecker contacts the Enterprise in hopes of transporting them all away against their will, despite it being a huge violation of the Prime Directive, and almost certainly an end to his career. But Dr. Crusher... <laughs> while treating an incapacitated Geordi in the captain's chair, refuses to allow anyone to beam aboard for fear of being infected. Except Data, because he's an android. Records orders Data to take command of the Enterprise and get the Enterprise to the neutral zone before it's too late! The following morning... The away team is invited to witness the execution of Ramsey and his followers. Moments after Riker rejects the invitation, Data makes contact to inform them that there is 48 minutes in which Dr. Crusher has to find a cure. And Riker must defuse the situation on the planet before the ship leaves for the neutral zone. On the planet, Ramsey and his men are preparing to be executed by disintegration, despite Ariel's pleas, while Dr. Crusher discovers a cure for the virus. Hooray! Riker is prepared to have the away team and Odin's survivors beamed aboard the Enterprise, just in case. But then he gets to soliloquy in super Kirk fashion, and, <laughs> you know, she decides that banishment will be just fine. Because it'll stop progress just enough so that she won't have to deal with it while she's still alive. And the away team return to the ship. Picard is already recovering, but has a very funny, sick voice. And they beam to the neutral... I mean, they... Warp away to the neutral zone at high warp, and so ends Angel One. <laughs> that was one of your best summaries ever. You plowed through that because it is a pretty plotty it was episode. Very plotty. It was. It was. I was like, oh shit! I have a page and a half. We gotta go. We gotta make this shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> we only have forty-eight minutes. Um, no, it. it uh, it distracts from the clumsiness of the metaphor by how much keeps yeah. happening. No, it's true. It was it's just like, oh, little complication, little complication, little complication. So it, it was paced very well. It was well. paced very well. And I mean, it's just... <laughs> the, meta the metaphor could have been great if they would have actually fully taken it back to the 60s, where it was just horrifying. Yeah, I just kept expecting somebody to give Trent a nice pat on the butt as he left the I room. I wish they would have. That would have been great. <laughs> and him looking dejected and Show horrified. him to the quarters, Trent. Yes. <laughs> Isn't he cute? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is what it was missing. It had to be more horrifying. It was half-assed with the metaphor, it's... which made it even more sexist and more... Ugh. He's... He's the new boy. You'll have to be patient with him. He's still I just keep him out. around because he's so pretty. <laughs> God, look at him. So young, so lithe. He's tiny. I can just pick him up and put him in my purse. <laughs> We're already making it better. <laughs> it just, they should have gone more horrifying. They should have, you know. Yeah, like have Trent speak up and have an idea about something and, and then have one of the women in Slap the room him. say it and take credit. <laughs> no, take credit for what he just said. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that yeah, is a better idea. Was... But you know, yeah. just slap like, Trent at once know. once in a while too. Maybe even go full nineteen forties. <laughs> yeah, let Trent get hysterical about the execution. Yep. And then and then the, somebody can slap him. Yep. And then he's just This is why you don't bring men to an execution. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. 
Yep. I mean, that's the key. It should have been more horrifying. <laughs> more horrifying. Yeah, it just seemed like a weird, semi-tootsie, glass-ceiling-adjacent kind of shoulder-pad-infused romp. Yes, it did. It was just not... There were a couple of things that they did well. I mean, you know, they... <laughs> this. She did say, this is too advanced thinking for a man, which I enjoyed. But it's just, it should have been more horrifying. It should have been more of the patriarchal bullshit that we see from the 40s through the 60s. and Well, actually, the 40s through the 80s <laughs> and even in the 90s. Still happens today. We're not, we ain't perfect not yet. Not even close. But I think the the thing that I found so interesting was they're they're attempting to have a dialogue about gender relations in politics and workplace and society through a 24th century lens. This would be so bizarre to them, hopefully, if our evolution is on the right track. But the show is obviously primarily has male leads and the like women making fun of Riker's outfit and, um, just the whole nature of Deanna Troy. I'm like, it doesn't seem like y'all are in a position to be super woke at this planet. Like I, I just, that was the, that was the main, I agree. Part. If they had like a female captain, um, and, a and a male first officer and, you know, non binary like if it, it was if it was just a little less i don't know i'm excited to watch discovery because i want to see what it's like when we have a female lead who's not the captain um just because i i would like that but regardless um there were things that i that i did enjoy about this episode i don't know about yeah no there, there definitely were, were things that, that were... i did enjoy um <laughs> I enjoyed Worf sneezing so oh, much yeah. that I think that might be my favorite part of this episode. And I don't know what that says about it, but, you know, it's... Uh, it, the whole thing is just fascinating. And this episode went through 800 rewrites, including a massive one, like, two days before they went into production. So it was just, you know, it's kind of a hot mess. <laughs> But there are some great things. There were some really interesting quotes that I enjoyed. Um, They, I mean, I enjoyed (laughs) Wesley hitting Picard with a snowball because he's just got the worst luck. I also enjoyed their ski outfits. Oh, Trey Chic. (laughs) Trey Chic. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the, The outfits... The costuming is one of the best things in this episode. Yep. You've got the the nice cross section tops with the with the shoulder pads for uh the females and then you've got the down to the navel V-necks for mm-hmm. the men. Just and their little ear cuffs. It was and just just one I, nipple sort I, of peeking would, out. Yeah, and then like bindings on their legs kind of to like show off their calves while still wearing their billowy slacks so that they can scurry about and prepare rooms for people and yep. stuff. <laughs> and and remember that time a guy put on perfume? Hilarious. <laughs> He's just so pretty. 
He's so cute. Oh, he's like a he's like a dreamy little Keebler elf. I just wanted to take a bite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he his performance I enjoyed too. Actually, he just he just mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he had no agency, and it was that was effective. Yeah, it's kind of nice. In the original script, he was apparently supposed to re- lead a revolution and die, but. <laughs> oh the blood of tiny angry <laughs> no. men um no i thought that um for once we had a an a story and a b story that were not connected at all and each w- were attempting to have weight to them i thought there was good balance in the script in that regard while the origin of the virus i'm going to file away under things i I hate because what the fuck? Where did any of that even come yep. from? Um, it was really neat to see the the ship collapse like that, um, down to like the random extras behind Jordy on the bridge, one with a blanket over them and the, someone helping them off. <laughs> I was like, oh, so sad. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good quotes. There's some some fun little twists along the way. Like when, you know, the other council member um, is sleeping with the enemy. But uh, yeah, overall, it's, it's kind of a big hot mess, but still. Yep. A big hot 80s fab mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a glittery big hair mess. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> Uh, i i both i loved and hated Riker as kirk because yes it's terrible yes it's antiquated yes that is not how you do diplomatic relations unless you're bill clinton or bill shatner or bill shatner (laughs) if your name is bill that's probably that's probably how you think international relations work it was it's fun to see it's fun to see him being suave and being smooth and being quick on his feet trying to argue his point and then being like but i guess we could make out a little <laughs> i kind of stop i'm being serious i want to talk about politics I kind of like Don't being objectified <laughs> He's like, finally, somebody noticed how goddamn pretty I am. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know how long I spend on this face in the morning? <sighs> yeah. You think I, you think I wake up like this? And it's just, oh, good morning, Commander Riker. Oh, good morning, Will. Nobody says shit about it. I work out twice a day, every day. You know how hard that is as an officer? You know where I find the time? I make time. <laughs> This sounds like a tirade you've said before, Dan. No, I don't. Uh, I do not work out twice a day. Come on. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Um, something that was. <laughs> I wish this was a visual when medium. I really face, do. You I... seen it. <laughs> yeah, your duck face. Mm. Mm. I really do. This was a wish. This was a visual medium for you all. But it's not. Um, Something silly that kept happening to me, and I know it probably only happened to me, because this is how my mind works, but uh, 
her name Beata. Every time someone said it, I went, Maria, you know I am a righteous man. <laughs> I always heard Barada, and I was like, the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> the cheese? Oh, just an insight into my apparent psychopathy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it wasn't all fun musical anecdotes. No, it was not. Was it, Cameron? What was the, what was the worst of the worst? What, were, what about this episode just, just you know, kept you down as a man? I mean... Just put you in your place. <laughs> well, I wish it would happen more often, actually. I wish, wish men would be put in their places more often. But uh, I just, I mean, the interaction where... Troy and Yar made fun of Riker was it just it almost undid what they were trying to do completely and I hated that Mm -hmm. and the virus subplot was I know it was separate and it worked nicely but it just kind of made me angry it's like (laughs) where did this come from (laughs) yeah like that was the part where it was like when suddenly out of nowhere (laughs) virus <laughs> did someone have a little bit too much fun last night and ha- cause a c- inverse chemical reaction in their in their anus or something because it was just i know this is the second time i've used a fart joke in the last three episodes and i'm sorry but it was just all of a sudden there was a funny smell and then people started getting sick what am i supposed to think dan I, I, I couldn't tell you. I think that the virus needed either some tether to the planet or some other, or just, just something. Just say something instead of like, oh, there's just this there's just this virus now because we need to sideline the rest of the crew so that uh, this doesn't get resolved in uh, less than 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was... Just- that was that was it was yeah. it was just the worst writing choice. It would qualify for the Cameron Michael Faring, you know, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> gotcha. You, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, People start getting sick after you smell something. Like you don't you don't say, oh, that's weird. There's a leak in space suddenly. It's just appears where there are four people in a fucking hallway. <sighs> anyway. Sorry, what were you saying? Well, I mean, to, my my thought was that uh, the holodeck can produce smells, so maybe they thought it was some rare blooming flower from whatever world they're supposed to be skiing oh, on. But a rare blooming winter flower. <laughs> exactly. Hey, other planets, Cameron. It could have evolved that way. Class M, baby. <laughs> Class M. Look um, at you throwing shit back at me. I'm so proud. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, I'm sa- I'm just saying it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not defending it, Cameron. God damn it. I can't win. Um but there's uh, the the virus was fun and everything. I would have liked a whole episode honestly that was just like a bottle episode on the bridge and like people just keep getting sick and event and they're like going to fly into a star or something. That would be fun <laughs> as hell instead of this instead of this like cacophonous attempt at a gender studies course. I was like this is like they a they didn't make the women horrible enough to no, really reflect no, not. back the mirror of what they were wanting to. It was like it was like if you worked at a at a some at a, at a kind of uncomfortable yeah. office. 
yeah, it was shitty, but it wasn't it wasn't like like the women needed to be you know, kind of rapey and much bigger warmongers and really objectify yes, and put the guys straight down straight up like, objectifying. Yeah. Reflect the times and the actual issue more directly and I I think it could have been uh it wouldn't have been good still but it would have been more interesting it would have been more interesting instead it was just like hey 1988 audience look at this topsy-turvy world the ladies are all in charge and the guys are the little pretty ones what's that about (laughs) tune into star trek you'll love it (laughs) is that a liberace impression (laughs) is that liberace i wouldn't it sounds like it no, I think that's uh, lack of coffee and an okay episode of okay. Star Trek. No, it's bad. I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of it's a, just a bad. It's episode. not great. It's like it's, eh. it's definitely a season one TNG episode for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's with Justice as like just kind of a waste of my time, but at the same time, <laughs> but at least Justice was it, fun. We do get we do get some man pretty Riker doing his best uh, doing his best Kirk moves. Cameron, I think that this episode obviously has not aged well. I wonder how it was received at the time. Not well. Yeah. <laughs> not by anyone. It was not received well by anyone. Mm. And here's the horrifying thing. So <laughs> this episode was originally written to comment on the apartheid in South Africa. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Which that's like doing a puppet show about the Holocaust. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's bad. It's horrifying. That's and I mean, I know it bad. was a they were trying to be heroic and it was a big topic of conversation at the time, but just Christ. Oh no. <laughs> oh God. That's oh Yep. Oh no. Oh, that's that's doing brain surgery with a chainsaw. Yep. That yep. is Oh my God, that's mm-mm, mm-mm. no. That's brushing your teeth with a fire hose. These are just this is <laughs> good metaphors, my oh, friend. Good metaphors. I'm just I'm just trying to think of all of the clumsiest, most ham-fisted. <laughs> my favorite, as as I u- used to use in when we were doing the original series all the time, was uh, a, like a surgeon wearing oven mitts. Um, <laughs> just so bad that's oh my god well i'm glad that they didn't try to sell it to us that yeah way. me too but wow that would have been awful yeah it would have it would have been the worst episode of star trek ever made by far mud's women would have seemed like a walk in the park paradise syndrome would have seemed like a touching story about the plight of native americans <laughs> Oh. oh man, and we have a we have a nice hall of shame for these epi- these sorts of we episodes. We do have a nice hall of shame. So I mean, I at least they ended up just cutting that completely and making it just about sexism in an ineffective way. But the fact that it started that way just taints it. It just doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. That's that's like so something that would have happened then, where they were like, you know what, we should talk about. Something that is truly outside our depth in the most ham-fisted way we can in a 45-minute story. 
<laughs> that'll be effective. That'll learn the general public. That, yep. That'll that'll teach them real good. Yeah. In fact, let's use a metaphor that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's so terrible. Well, this episode was written by Patrick Barry, and he does not have a highlighted. He does not have a highlighted name on Wikipedia, so I don't know if it was the only thing he ever wrote. <laughs> but let's hope so. Maybe they made up a name for someone. Maybe they did. They were just like, I'm not I'm not taking credit for this. I'm not taking credit for this. So they all they like forfeited the profits for the script and just created a fake writer to credit it to. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. But you know what they should take credit for? What? The quotes? These quotes. And and the slash factor a little bit. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I am so sorry. I completely forgot about Beverly nursing Picard. <laughs> it's fine. Can can I just say hot with an A and a W yes, in it? You can. Like hot. 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 <laughs> that was it was sexy time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Open up wide. Picard looks, you know, he's he's a good-looking guy. Right? She's like clutching herself just a little bit in her in her weird lab coat house sweater combo <laughs> thing. I don't know what it is, but I love it. It just looks so comfy. It's like professional yet casual yep. where it's like she both personifies a doctor and a mom at the same time. Yeah. She's just got, she's just, this is kind of just what I wear around the house, but it's also like, in here is my stethoscope. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's, it's too, it's too long to be a, a sweater, but it's too short to be a coat. It's too thin to be, to be a sweater. I, I don't, yeah, but it's too, I don't know. It's its just perfect. It's a Beverly. We're going to call it a Beverly. <laughs> I would wear a Beverly. Oh, I want a Beverly right now, especially if it was like micro fleece lined. Oh, forget about <laughs> it and never take the thing off. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, it would be the only item of clothing you wore most of the time if I know you at all. It's a good thing my camera doesn't tilt any <laughs> further down. You'd see how little I am wearing, Cameron. <laughs> Now I'm glad it's not a visual medium. Uh, so, you know, the Picard and the Crusher slash, but also a little Worf and Geordi slash, just a little. You know, giving him a little... Just, just giving him a little nudge saying, you can do this, pal. And then right as the, and right as the door is about to close, Worf just says, you should probably get tested. <laughs> And Jordy goes, what? <laughs> no, Jordy's like, no, you should get tested. <laughs> I sleep with everyone on the bridge, Worf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the riding rainbow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Choo-choo. Next stop, La Forge. Actually, La Forge is a great name for a gay bar. It's a great name. Can I be honest? Yes. <laughs> La Forge. <laughs> La Forge. La Forge. No, I agree. It'd be a good time. Um, so, so uh, let's let's quote this hot mess, shall we? Mm-hmm. I'd like to quote Commander William T. Riker. 
for an excellent quote. Martyrs cannot be silenced. It's true. Ooh. It is an excellent quote. I would like to quote Lieutenant Jordy LaForge. Make it so. Mm. <laughs> he was so he was so happy when he got to say that. I know he was, and it was just lovely. Um, um <laughs> I'd like to quote Commander Worf. Ah, ha, ha, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting sick. I'm sure half the ship I knows that by now. <laughs> so <Yeah>. sassy. <laughs> just a little snarky, and I love it so much. Um I would also love mm-hmm. to quote the horse Jean Luc Picard, but I would rather much rather hear that from you. <clears throat> Mr. Data, set course for the neutral zone. <clears throat> warp six. Coordinates set. Warp six. On your mark, sir. Engage. Sir? Engage. <laughs> you got a Riker smile right at the end there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give it the Riker smirk. Oh God, he is. Uh, you can I can almost guarantee he got cast on his smile alone. Not to say he's not great in the role, but like he smiled in the audition, and uh, the casting director was like, "Well, done looking for that part." <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> Talk about lighting up a room. <laughs> Uh, although uh, Riker was incorrect when he said no power in the universe can hope to stop the force of evolution because he clearly has not met Missouri County school boards. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Uh, wah, wah. <clears throat> well, you know, I guess he also hasn't come across the work of the Lord. <laughs> 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 I hate this place. <laughs> Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And by place, I mean Earth. On the whole. I know. It's fine. <laughs> I like that they uh, thought that their library was too complicated for a man to use. <laughs> yeah, that was... And then dated... Data said, I am an android, mistress, though atomically I am a male. And Piatus like, an amusing notion. <laughs> Sex robot. That's immediately where her yep. mind went. And uh, Riker was like, I like where your head's at, lady. And <laughs> yes, it is awesome. <laughs> He's a keeper. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I just... At the end of the day, I wish they would have been more horrifying with the sexism. I wish they would have gone straight for the throat, cut the jugular, and let it bleed out all over this episode. Yeah, but I have a feeling that uh, a network television show from the 80s is probably going to pull a lot of punches. Like, I I have a feeling that they're not going to go as far as we want them to on a lot of topics. Yeah. So I'm talking like... F- I won't get... You're, you're absolutely yeah, right. I won't get... But I'm talking like, you know ass shots for all of the men walking with the swivel and uh that you know i'm talking a full reversal maybe mm-hmm. we should remake this episode rewrite it make it better and then angel re- angel two <laughs> and it's and uh 
it's it, instead they, they they check back in on this planet and they've reached some semblance of where we are now as a modern society and now you have a uh, a women's rights movement that's akin to our men's rights bullshit <laughs> yeah you could you could do some some fun stuff we've, with that we've been being ignored for a very short while and it's awful <laughs> there's like the, you, you don't know the, the list of legitimate men's rights complaints <laughs> Sure, lay, lay it, it is on me. Chi- childhood custody in divorce proceedings. That is the only legitimate time in our society where men are discriminated against in favor of women. Only time. And most of the time for a really good reason. <laughs> oh. yeah. Only time. Only time. It's a, it's a hell of a thing. Cameron... How many fabulous silver ear cuffs would you give this? You know, I would give it two fabulous silver ear cuffs. Not the worst we've one seen for each year? so far. Yep, one for each year. <laughs> Deliciously peaking nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like little like little gumdrops. Ooh. <laughs> See, why didn't they sexualize Trent the way we're sexualizing Trent? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wish they would have even blotted it out so that we couldn't see it. Billy <laughs> pixelated his it, nipple. You know. <laughs> Full reversal. I like it. I'm just saying, it's only fair. <laughs> oh, Dan. Well, this is, I'm not going to lie, this is an episode I was not looking forward to doing, but this has been fun. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, I, I, in some ways, the terrible ones are more fun than the good <laughs> ones, I think. Well, not to watch, but to talk about for sure. <laughs> well, um, I'd, I'd give this, I'd give this like one and three quarters ear cuffs, wow. you know, it's got the ear cuff and then like a, and then like a dangly on the other ear. It's just, it just felt like it, it was a waste of time that said nothing. It was a waste of time that said nothing. They just didn't go far enough, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't. I wish they would have. I wish they would have tried to. But they don't get yeah, it. They don't get it. I wish they would have tried harder. I wish they. I I do wish they would have sexualized Trent like we're sexualizing Trent. In fact, may everyone going mm-hmm. forward sexualize Trent like we're sexualizing Trent. You have you have our blessing to sexualize the <laughs> shit out of Trent. I want every single one of you, before we go, to make me a promise <laughs> that tonight, when you're going to sleep and you're lying in bed, you think about Trent and his tiny little poking out nipple, and you just think real hard on him. <laughs> All right. We have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, which just leaves one more thing to do. <laughs> oh, God. What are we doing? What is this? Prompting people to masturbate to an episode of Star Trek. What are you doing? What did you think this was, Cameron? Uh. <laughs> Woo! Uh, well, you know, everyone... <laughs> Don't just have a great week. Make it so by thinking of Trent. (laughs) Keep on trending.
I was really, I was really thinking about about meeting you for this uh, recording session on the chat here with uh, with just just the one nipple poking out. It's <laughs> gonna put a little tin foil on my ear, but my headphones would have covered that. So just just casually, just casually. I'm here to serve. <laughs> Call me Trent. <laughs> Poor Trent. <laughs> His uh, life was so hard. Trent. I know. Ugh. Any idea? He gets up like two hours before the elected one, just to like do his hair and put on his face, so she never has to see him without his without his full face yep. on. Yep. It's, it's tragic because he has to look good for his woman. A secret weapon production.